0: And boom goes the dynamite.
1: It's Tuesday morning, ladies and gentlemen, and you know what that means. Kevin Ely and I are back for another brand new episode of The Boom, brought to you as always by the good people at Fight Game Media. I'm your host for the, for today, James B. McDaniel. Kevin, how was your Christmas, buddy? My Christmas was, um, it was lovely. It was lovely. It was pretty chill. Good Christmas. Yeah. And this and speaking of chill, you also experienced 6 degree weather this week. That's right. Am I speaking of
2: chill, yes, it was yeah. very cold here in the center <laughs> of the country. It got down to now 6 did, degrees and I had to walk my dog. It was
1: yeah. <laughs> now did that hit that hit I guess Christmas Eve eve on the 23rd? Is that when it 20, was the worst?
2: Yeah, 23rd Wednesday Thursday, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think Thursday night was the coldest. It was pretty brutal.
1: I I was I was Listen, I've been devastated by weather many times, but I still love insane weather. Like I genuinely love the chaos. <laughs> and so yeah. I was watching that thing. I was watching the Arctic blast for weeks. Or the what was the, the Arctic Cyclone, the bomb cyclone? Yes. We, yes. We've got so many new terms these days. <laughs> and I was I, I was so excited. I pre-ordered puppet up her first ever sweater, um, yep. a lovely knit green sweater. Nice um, And sure enough, it misses New Mexico completely. Two hours east is in the negatives. Two hours north, it's in the negatives. Here, 59 degrees. It like gave us all of America's heat. The warmest it's been here in in maybe a month, easily a month. Um, Just very strange. So I was super disappointed. But uh, I doubt I would have enjoyed taking Puppet Up out in uh, negative weather either.
2: At least there was no... There was a horrible wind Like, Oklahoma's a windy place Yeah And the first day that we woke up And it was that cold I was uh, leaving to go to work Uh-huh And uh, <laughs> and I was walking to the back door Which faces west so It's not even the north side Okay And I open up the back door And the door just flies open It's like out of a movie Where you just <laughs> see Like the little snow Like blows and the you wind, back it just goes whoosh, and I just shut the door and was like, "All right, I had to take like count to ten and prepare myself <laughs> to leave." But, oh, you, you're you know, not having so ice like
1: yeah, we're yeah, yeah poor people. Yeah, in thank Buffalo goodness right it wasn't way worse than I did. So, oh my gosh, thank goodness, yeah, you didn't have the rain as well. I saw some people right. in um one of the Dakotas who they should be used to it, where right. they were just recording so you could hear outside their window. <laughs> and it it sounded like squall. Was, it sounded like it was something off a movie. Yes, a squall is exactly what it was. It was wild, but is my it favorite, exciting. My a favorite. week. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Oh well, it was
2: one last weather thought before we move on. My my All favorite right. part of it was that my Apple Weather app described
1: that weather as five degrees in breezy, breezy. You sent that to me, and you posted yeah. it online, and I cracked up every single time I looked at it. breezy is not five degrees (laughs) i really wish Ah. i don't know why i'm seeing a little wes anderson scene where you're going you're trying to go out the door it flies open there's some like snow flies in you force the door shut take a look at your apple watch and you see (laughs) that breezy full screen perfectly centered yeah breezy yeah well as exciting a week as it's been with christmas and the the arctic bomb cyclone um yep. which i feel like it's going to be a women's wrestler at some point um <laughs> we had a really good week in AEW we had some yep. phenomenal matches really mm-hmm. really truly great matches some good storylines and as nonsense goes there was some decent nonsense um there was some, yeah but before we get into this week let's talk about this year um yep. you've got some good questions here in our notes was it a good year? Good year, or bad year for AEW. Mm-hmm. What are your favorite? What are my favorite memories? Mm-hmm. What will you remember twenty twenty two for mm-hmm. in AEW? Yeah, and I've I've been thinking about that over the last few minutes. Um, since I saw these notes, <laughs> since well, I saw actually, this <laughs> it's been like an hour. I've been I've been I've been looking at these for like an hour. Yeah. Do you think it was a good or bad year? What do you think? It's hard to. I mean. I,
2: it's hard to say. It was a bad year. We in some got, ways, they're not in it's in a as good a position last year as last year business wise. They're not selling as many tickets. Yeah. They're not quite as you know. Ratings are about the same, but they're not really breaking. Ratings through.
1: are about the same. And there's been a lot of there's been a lot of negativity in the second half of yeah. the year. Yes. In and what's wild is like how different the first half of the year and the second half of, of, of this mm-hmm. 2022. Uh, how different they were for AEW because in in the first half we had ruby soho and brian danielson and 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 all these people coming in cm punk not well cm punk was last year um adam cole i believe came in in 2022 am i right on that or was it no 2021? that was all fall of 21 okay yeah well all these people were th- thriving they this were, year right flourishing this year Um, And then we had the long-awaited Forbidden Door. Even though we didn't have everybody, it was a great show. Um, And then CM Punk happened. Yeah. And everything fell apart. And they made a lot of decisions that were poorly timed, such as they were always going to raise ticket prices, Mm -hmm. what they should have been the whole time. Right. But they did that concurrently with a time when people were really, truly fed up. With what, yeah. with all the backstage drama in AEW, and I think that hit them harder than it would have otherwise.
2: Yeah, and just losing people. Yeah, um, you know, people being injured for whatever reason. People being injured. MGF taking time off for whatever reason. Taking that time
1: it off from the yeah. from the like the signing day, right? <laughs> and then we Going to we, Greece, we yes. still don't know what happened. I guess I'm gonna have to buy a book in like 2043 to yeah. find out what happened in that situation. Hope he's not kayfabing it still. You know, there was something that was interesting. Someone, and this, this
2: may not be illuminating like in a factual sense, but from a perception uh, standpoint, it was interesting to me. I saw an interview with uh Freddie Prinz jr. This was just like a clip of an interview. Yeah. Uh, you know, Freddie Prince yep. jr. If people want to know actor played a, uh, Fred and the Scooby Doo movies. Uh you know, I believe I know, he was she's Teen- all that. Yeah, yeah, teens like a yeah, rom com star in the nineties. And he worked for WWE for a while and is a huge wrestling fan and is rumored to someday hope to have his own company too. But um, you know, he's around the business and things like that. He's probably more in the know than certainly me. But um I believe but, he has a pretty I believe he has a podcast as well. Yeah. So I don't know if this was his podcast or he was on something else. It was just a clip I saw. And it was someone asking him about MJF. And they were like, you know, what are your thoughts on MJF? And he, number one, he said he literally thought MJF had the, had the best mind for the business of anybody currently out there right now. And he was like, that's a big statement. I've talked, I've spent a lot of time with this guy. I've gotten to be good friends with him. He's like helped him out with connections and like Hollywood and stuff. And, uh, Uh, One of the things he described to him that caught my attention was he was like, you know, I spent a lot of time with him this summer. And here's the things he studies wrestling more than anybody. He thinks about it deeper than anybody. And he never goes into business for himself. That was one of the comments that like I thought was really interesting from him, considering that the time he spent with him was the time that MJF supposedly was on hiatus from AEW because he held the company up for money And sabotaged um, his match on the pay-per-view, supposedly to hold up for money. Right. And while he has supposedly done this, having, quote, gone into business for himself, he's spending time with a guy who later describes him as someone who does not do such a thing. You know? So that kind of, I don't know. I don't know how much credibility to give that, but my I'm kind of wondering. I tend to give
1: it a a good bit because freddie prince jr isn't a guy that needs to make up wrestling stories for clout he's a movie star he's got the clout you know right um and this is something i I wondered about but i didn't want to go too deep in because i'm still taking some heat from my opinions on cody rhodes um yeah the cody i've wondered your cody truther Exactly. Uh, and and still am. He's going to be back one day and we'll all find out this was a giant ruse. Right. Um, But uh, it's something I've wondered Um, because the reason I thought Cody thing could be a work was because I just thought uh, any two people in this business, who's most likely to pull something like that it would be Cody Rhodes and Tony Khan. And yeah. I still truly believe that. And we might be getting that from Tony Khan just with another guy. Because he's always, before and after this, he's always talked about the bidding war of 2024. hmm And if he'd truly gone into business for himself and was truly, like, courting WWE, I don't think Tony Khan lets him do this on TV. And no. the big promo in front of the network executives that was supposedly right. so wild. Mm-hmm. They didn't cut the camera, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they brought him back to do that promo and then go on vacation yeah. for a while.
2: They knew when this F bomb was coming and when to bleep it.
1: Yeah, exactly. And so I tend to give that some credibility. And, uh, man, I'm fine. I'm learning as much from on this uh, podcast as you are. <laughs> well, as you, the people, the people listening, Kevin Ely knows all. And that is uh, clear. Not I had no clue when this happened, but who does really? Yeah, Who does. Um, Speaking of know-it-alls, if you want to, for just $5 a month, you can have easily double the amount of podcasts that anybody else is getting from Fight Game Media. Just go to patreon.com slash fightgamemedia, and uh, you're going to get extra content from everybody here. You're going to get extra content from this podcast, such as uh, Boom Goes the Dynamite End of the Year Awards, which should be coming next week. Um, Of course, our Hall of Boom that you got i believe last month and uh, you can still listen to both both hour and a half episodes exclusively for through the patreon um so yeah there's a bunch of a wealth of content you can get for the five dollars you have left in your pocket after christmas i think we're the ones that should have that um especially kevin ely he does a lot of hard work on this show i also am on this show at times uh, so yeah, give us a check out patreon.com slash fight game media as well as FightGameMedia.com and the fight game media YouTube group to YouTube page to get uh, all the latest from the power bombshells and tons of other shows here at fight game media. All right, Kevin, which direction? Oh, let's talk favorite memories. What are your favorite memories of 2022? I've got,
2: I've got a few, got a few. Yeah. One would be us sitting, sitting together in a, in, in the physical space
1: uh, that was one of mine absolutely was, one of the well, last worst weeks of your life but <laughs> yes but it was still worth it the trip was worth it um i kind of felt like cm punk was going to win the title as part mm-hmm. of the reason i did an irish goodbye i'm like i don't need to sit through this <laughs> like i've seen i've seen enough of this match i know punk's gonna win yeah i don't need to see this see this personally um never been the biggest fan but um also, I was really, I i have a just really solid memories of Forbidden Door. I didn't think it was yes. going to be that great. They were missing so many people, mm-hmm. and in the end, it was one of the best pay-per-views I've seen in a really long time. Yeah, that was um, fantastic. Adam Page's win, his winning the world title back at the beginning of the year, uh, that was big for me, and it, it wasn't the run we'd all hoped for, and um I'm kind of I'm I'm kind of thinking I'm gonna really remember the very end of this year, the beginning of next year. I'm really getting more and more into his feud with Moxley. Me Even too. Though I really wish Moxley <laughs> was feuding with a heel. This yeah. week really, really took that yeah. to the next level, and I loved yeah. it. Um, That's true. Let's see some other great memories. Um, I mean the
2: the acclaimed.
1: Oh my emerging. God! The rise
2: of the acclaimed. Yes, that night um, at a. Uh, Arthur Ashe, when the, when the all of New York, well, was it, wait, it was it it was all out. Yeah. It was all out. Uh, the all out was, well, yeah. When, when, when it was they like should have won had, it. Yeah. When they should have won
1: it. Uh, oh, that's a favorite the, um, for sure. The, uh, the trio of matches between FTR and the Briscoes. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. Um, as much as we complain and I complain about them not being on AEW, we got three more matches than we probably should have. And uh, mm-hmm. I will forever be grateful for that. That's true; those three matches also, are probably worth him buying our ROH. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, also, I genuinely love the rise of Daddy Ass. Yeah, and uh, so unexpected. But ever since the beginning of AEW, I, I've I kept saying, and I've said many times here, like how impressive is Billy Gunn? And mm-hmm. you realize what a what an incredible time in wrestling the click was. Um, because he was, he was never an A-level guy, but it's clear he, he, he would have been an A-level guy in any other era, maybe in any other organization Yeah, he's got the size, he's got the charisma, he can wrestle, he can do everything. And, uh, but we're only getting to see him kind of independently from those mega personalities Mm -hmm. here in AEW. And that's a real shame that we didn't have this guy for, to focus on for the last, Twenty something years, thirty years. Yeah,
2: yeah. I uh, I would probably also throw in um, just the whole Blackpool Combat Club, yes. Thing, um, Wheeler Yuta stepping up and becoming a completely different character, and yeah, and uh, kind of related to that, Daniel Garcia coming into his own, like those kind of guys, just sort of finding themselves. That was What's that your, was the highlight to me
1: at the end of this year. Mm-hmm. We're now. This is like December the 30th. Yeah. Looking back. At first, we were really skeptical about the Jericho Appreciation Society. Mm -hmm. Looking back, what's your take? Have have they have they accomplished? To me, they I still don't love the name. Yeah. But they've been involved in everything. Mm -hmm. Seemingly everything that's happened. They've been involved in some way. And they've done a good job of that and they got over a shitty purple hat, Kevin. Yeah, they did. They, they did. really got that hat over. I
2: have mi I I do have very mixed feelings about it because mm-hmm. you're right. The name is still bad objectively. Um the gimmick is very uneven, this yes. whole sports entertainment thing, and kinda lame that, that that's even a thing. Because number one, they don't actually all their feuds have been like wrestling feuds like Mm -hmm. you know blood and guts and you know like and even the ring of honor title reign is like you know it's it's. if they were going to do a sports entertainment gimmick they could have gone all the way with it and and it wouldn't necessarily been better but it would have been truer to the idea but at the same time you know we're fans of uh, Matt Menard and Angelo Parker 2.0 and they've had more purpose this year Last year, you know, we always called them like free-range D-bags. And this year, they were, <laughs> you know, had a little more focus to them and a little harder edge, and that was cool. Yeah, but I think they match up really well with Jericho. I think Garcia's come out a lot better, even though he's kind of had a stop start with him breaking through. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, Jake Hager's hat.
1: I mean, Jake Hager has I'd no like- reason to be on AEW with that hat. No. no, yeah. but I think this is the best Jake Hager we've had in AEW. Yeah, it's the Jake of is. with the hat. <laughs> is he, there, there's something yeah. he can focus on. Yeah. Finally.
2: And Jericho, um, you know, Jericho was one of the people, uh, for better or worse, but I think mostly for better, um, who when all the crap was going down in the second half of this year, he was one of the mainstays, you know, who kept, he had amazing matches when he was, you know, way better matches that he should be having yes. as that ROH champion um and so i mean they were an important fixture even if you know some of the creative i didn't love you know i mean tj doesn't exactly mean anything you know sammy guevara is still sort of the same place yeah you know
1: so i don't know okay i'm gonna answer this one before you do because i'm sure we're gonna have the same reaction what will you remember 2022 for in aw
2: I'm going to remember muffins. that Mindy's bakery is closed on Mondays and Tuesdays for one thing. That's probably the number one thing. I
1: literally said muffins. As you said, that. <laughs> that's what that's like that, that promo, which yeah. wasn't even, it, you have to say it's a promo because he'd said, he told people he was preparing for it. Yes. That promo is that promo is the axle around which everything has, has revolved yeah. for months and months now, almost six months, I believe. Yeah. Um and that's just that's just wild to me. It's just wild how much everything changed based on that.
2: Yeah, it's funny, you know, when we're talking about doing an award show this week and last year we had, you know, we <clears throat> you know, we kind of have a little different categories than like, you know, best tag team or that kind of stuff. And one of the categories we had last year was moment of the year that wasn't CM Punk because it was <laughs> the C M Punk arrival was the biggest yeah. moment of the year and it was indisputable. And now the exit. So Right, and so now this year, I think we're probably going to the same category, the best moment of the year that wasn't CM Punk, but for a completely different reason.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, the real question is, could CM Punk pull something like that off again in 2020, in 2023? <laughs> yeah. That's the, that's the challenge, and I bet he just may at Royal Rumble. Oh, I just wow. have a feeling, I have a feeling, a feeling he'll be there for Rumble. Um, but of course, that determines on his exit Mm -hmm. package from aew and when he can wrestle again and and we don't even know what's going on with that it's this is like this has been the first month i believe december in which every wrestling podcast hasn't and 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 vlog hasn't completely uh revolved around that's true like this (laughs) this month was like uh our, our, our true gift from the wrestling gods here at the end of the well, year. and of course, I I do, Dax Harwood's actually
2: going to break that streak because he's starting a podcast. Episode number one, he's just going to talk about CM Punk.
1: Are you serious? Yeah. See, I might skip that episode because I really want to love Dax, but I know he yeah. really likes CM Punk. Yeah. Um,
2: there's going to be some carrying water happening, I think.
1: Yeah, and that's that's going to be a rough one. That's going to be tough
2: yeah I, um, I feel the same i feel the same
1: <laughs> is there anything else like pre pre-punk well you know what I'd, would it have been what
2: this, would it have been one thing would be even punk uh there was a lot of good punk stuff in the first half of the year there was there was you really know, good punk
1: stuff he, he had, had that great mpf matches.
2: feud he had that amazing promo where he challenged uh Mgf to the dog collar match by asking him to be his valentine uh you know the build up to page was good in hindsight it was a little weird but you know like i was pretty into punk you know for a while yeah um and uh so there was some stuff too that's going to be sad that it's gonna like all tainted you know mm. but hey Absolutely. uh
1: orange cassidy had a great year had a really good year and he was out for a lot of it but since he came back again they they kind of they put it to in my mind in my opinion they kind of put he made forbidden door yeah like he wasn't the main event but he made forbidden door by having the best match on that show um
2: that might be i'm trying to think about what my matches of the year are and that's in the conversation for my match of the year
1: yeah yeah i've got to start getting ready for that i've got to start going back through the pay-per-views and then there were a lot of really good tv matches to try and figure out what match of
0: the year is, but that's
1: absolutely in the running right there yep
0: nfl sunday ticket is now on youtube and youtube tv which means that it just got easier to be an nfl fan even if you live far away like maybe you like the bears but you're hibernating in panthers territory but with nfl sunday ticket your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away Specifically, the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews.
1: Okay, let's see. You wanna go through uh kind of the things that are going on with ROH at the moment?
2: Yeah, so Tony Khan did an interview, a long interview on the Grapsity podcast. I have not listened to the whole interview, but like any good podcaster, I went and uh, read The Aggregators <laughs> to find good out. Move. I went to fight so Fightful published some talking points. Um, I think if you're interested in listening to Tony Khan interview, it sounds like it's a really good one. They covered a ton of stuff. Mm-hmm. But some of the notes that he said that were probably newsworthy um, are he described uh, um, the ROH show starting on Honor Club. Mm-hmm. He said 10 or 11 weeks, I think is what he said, uh, into 2023, which gives him – a couple of months. March. So if you're, Yeah. Yeah. So if you're waiting, if you're getting it for the show, you might, you know, decide if, whole, if you want to pay for this first. Yeah. Maybe watch some of the old stuff. Yeah. Uh, one news note was that uh, Dave Meltzer reported that Tony Khan, when he was shopping around the ROH TV show, never took it outside of Warner Brothers Discovery. He stayed loyal, even though legally he was under no obligation um, right. for for them to get first look which uh, I think probably speaks to him thinking that's the right business move is to show a lot of loyalty yeah. to them. Even I think though so. personally, I would doubt that Warner Bros. Discovery shows loyalty to anyone
1: right now. No, not yeah. even remotely, <laughs> not even remotely. I don't, they are. T- these people are taking shows yeah. off of HBO max. Right. So they don't have to pay residuals. Right. To the actors who yeah. meant like, that is how middle-class actors I, I mean, like, yeah. people making 50000 a year, right. that's how they make that 50000 a year for on, on yes. the most part.
2: I have a friend who uh, is a casting director um, who here in Oklahoma, but he um, had a uh, small but recurring part on Breaking Bad as um, he was an attorney. He was late in the show. I can't remember how he was related to the show, but he was an attorney for somebody. And so he was probably in like six or eight episodes in one season and uh when he got his first residual check he was shocked because it's breaking that, bad arguably yeah. one of the greatest television shows of all time it's going to be around yeah. forever uh
1: he's going to be getting checks for like 20 bucks yeah 30 years from now right by the way if anybody's interested in kind of seeing um more of that there's a guy on Instagram and i believe TikTok as well named Michael Jammin J A M M I N He's a writer and every month he collects up all his residual checks that came in that month and he opens them on camera and goes through, like I made this much from this episode of King of the Hill. I wrote like 25 years ago. And, uh, you know, this is an episode of, you know, Aqua teen hunger force. I got this amount. It's really interesting. It's really interesting for those that are kind of outside the industry to see how that works. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, and HBO is like straight up, Right. So I it's, don't think I,
2: somehow I don't get the impression that when it comes to negotiations for the next AWTV deal, like someone yeah. in WBD is going to be going, well, you know, he could have taken that ro 8 show somewhere else, but
1: he decided yeah. not to. And well, the thing is, to me, if they're at a point where they said no, which they clearly did, and right. they didn't want it on true TV where I thought it should have been. Yeah. um, Then you take it elsewhere. Yeah. You know? There's a lot of networks that would absolutely love to have ROH, I'm sure. I am sure. I mean, my network, and, yeah. right now, they went from the number, I think, 64, 73 network on TV mm-hmm. to, um, if you look, since the show dropped in July 22nd on Patrol Live, they're now a top 15 network.
2: Um, yeah, and you were, um, I think you shared like, a... Like the total twenty twenty two, they were like twenty three or something, twenty five, something like that. Yeah,
1: well, they jumped and like 30, 30 places, forty places. Because right. and, and that was
2: average for the year.
1: Yeah, and our boss was like, "Don't share this. This yeah. is this. We're like, if you go from the moment this show dropped, we're top fifteen, right? And uh, we're gonna come out. We're gonna we're gonna have our own press release later because like." This is the whole year. We only had the show for six months, right? And so, and we've got, uh, you know, there are other wrestling companies that, that have talked to us. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, I, I think yeah. AEW would get the numbers. um That yeah. would be big for a network like like Reels. I don't think it would get. I don't like three or four hundred thousand, maybe, due to the fact it's a lot of mm-hmm. AEW people. Mm-hmm. Um, and that would be really good for a small net for a small network who's growing really quickly. Of course. There's loads and of other networks. loyalty
2: programming too, exactly Wrestling is Those... loyal and consistent and
1: people tune in live. Yeah, because they don't like people tune in live. It would trend on Twitter because people are going to be talking about it with their friends. A lot of things you don't get with other programming where people can mm-hmm. tune in at any point. And fast forward through all the commercials. Either way, Tony, come on, man. Come on. <laughs> you got our number. You listen yep. to this program and we know it. He doesn't listen to this program. So, uh, so he
2: also said he's gonna he might be doing a Ring of Honor show WrestleMania weekend because fans have come to expect that, even though he never wanted to have like an AEW show, but that might be kind of a loophole. Uh so, I like that. I like yeah, it. I that it like him an
1: out and AEW talent can, can compete on it. And honestly, well, I'm gonna get shit on a lot for this. Put it head <laughs> to head. Put it head to head and give me something to watch during <laughs> WrestleMania because I don't want to watch WrestleMania. Although this year it might be really good, um, I've that's been bored be. bored to sleep by a number of WrestleManias in recent years. Yep. Those are Vince WrestleManias, um, and he's gone. Yep. Um, which by oh, the this way, will I be love the
2: first WrestleMania without him. That's interesting. I haven't thought about. Yeah, that.
1: this this will be one to tune into. Is you know this it'll be really interesting to see what a Triple H WrestleMania looks like because we've never had that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's that's one of the most interesting parts for me is. Um, People have come to expect it. That was one of my favorite mm-hmm. parts of WrestleMania weekends was that show. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm really excited that could come back. I hope, I hope Tony Khan doesn't, I don't want to say chicken out, but I hope yeah. he doesn't get trigger, trigger shy on that one and, and pull, right. pull out. Um, you know, this bit here about how he would love to have Paige van Zent back at some point. Hmm. Me, that says Mandy Rose, could make it an AEW. Yeah. Because let me tell you. got I've got people out here on these streets, Kevin. Yeah. I hear things. I hear things. Mm-hmm. that I would, of course, never look at myself. Sure. But from word on the street, Paige Van Zandt has gone so far beyond what Mandy Rose did to get fired for AEW. Oh, wow. Like, so far beyond. And to hear, like, so that's it. That's literally something that I find very interesting that mm-hmm. this is. That that is not making um, Tony Khan flinch. Yeah. So if people are interested, in Mandy Rose in AEW, that tells me that there's a real possibility of her being able to come in, make the money she's making from whatever OnlyFans knockoff site she's on, right, <laughs> and make her wrestling money as well.
2: Yeah, we'll see. Maybe no. I I guess she probably wouldn't be available in January, but yeah, uh, maybe not. By the after that.
1: By the way, Kevin. I, mm-hmm. I wish people at home could see this. I make, made this drink mm-hmm. right before we started the show. Yeah. And I did not realize what a huge glass this is. I thought this was like a that, regular no, whiskey glass. A, this thing is huge. And remember, I'm holding it next to my head. I have a giant melon head.
2: Are you sure this, that like you're not in some kind of Alice in Wonderland thing where you're slowly shrinking?
1: That would be phenomenal. Except we both know I'd still have the same proportions. <laughs> I'd just be really small. But like this hat I'm wearing. This yeah. is a special double XL hat to yeah. go on my freakish melon head. And this glass starts at the yeah. bottom of my beard and goes up halfway up my ears. Um, I had very little whiskey, though. This is mainly, mainly Diet Coke. Mainly Diet coke and ice. Yeah. A lot of ice as well. Okay, let's see what's next in the news. Um, I knew this. I knew this. Punk FTR was going to be a trio through the summer of 2022 until Punk's foot injury, yeah, yeah, and remember, I talked about I really thought that that was why they weren't wrestling because they weren't yep. their plans got shattered along with Punk's foot. Yep, and Tony Khan yeah. is not good at, at improvising on the fly; he's really not. I think some of his people are, yeah. Jericho, Moxley, etc. but right. he's not. Yeah,
2: he didn't. And know unfortunately,
1: what to do with yeah, and to, and now now we're getting them on TV during their big losing streak
2: right <laughs> yeah they kept that part of the plan
1: <laughs> yeah oh my god
2: yeah if i could go back and like prevent something from happening one one moment to act in 2022 uh-huh. to change the timeline it would Ooh. be uh at that la show after double or nothing when punk came out and his debut as world champion and crowd dirt dived into the crowd uh, to celebrate. Goodness. That's where he broke his foot. Just just run up and say, no don't. Yes. Just, exactly. Stop. Just don't. Don't. It may not have changed the ending, but I do wonder like if he hadn't sat at home hurt all summer, would he have fumed to the degree that he went off like that when he came back? Or, you know, would things have been would I it just think- delayed the inevitable? Would you know, would it could could things have been worked out or, you know, would he still be around? I'd my, my sense is that right now he'd probably still be around and there'd probably be just
1: a lot of backstage BS happening, but you know, that's, that's really interesting because yes, I think he'd still be around a hundred percent, but a, like the backstage wouldn't have been fixed to the extent it has been.
2: That's a good point. Maybe the larger, maybe the larger win is that, uh, They faced it down like, you know,
1: yeah, because if it hadn't been that extreme, they wouldn't have, wouldn't have put up with a clear time. Yeah, it's clear. Tony was putting up with so much from so many people until that when he was left with literally no choice. And even then, I think, I think it was a big deal that I think he was left with no choice simply because not because of the fight. Not because of the most epic super kick of all time, destroying the door and <laughs> destroying blasting the door. Larry, possibly yep. through a wall. But the simple fact that everyone saw him nodding along to see him punk. Yep. And that is what caused him to act. The fact mm-hmm. that he couldn't avoid it then. He was a part of it. He's nodding along, even though he, he knows he's not nodding yes. And any mm-hmm. thinking person knows he's not nodding Yes. Mm-hmm. that mjf's a baby and adam punk is a child and all of this nonsense right. but i think that's the only way any of this gets resolved even if there'd been the fight if if he hadn't been seen on camera right next to punk during that rant i think nothing would have changed and aw might be in a way worse place than it is right now
2: yeah you because- uh you you you're, I feel like I just went through like the butterfly effect movie, where like I went back and changed time, and then came back to yeah. my own timeline and found out like I accidentally caused World War
1: Three. <laughs> somehow, yeah, somehow by you preventing Punk from jumping over that rail, right? Like, like somehow Triple H is, is Triple H is in prison. this right. is CO for life. It's, yeah, it's, it's and 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 somehow like. Already, like the world is turning into to Back to the Future Two with Biff running everything, right? Yeah, just it's n- truly a nightmare situation. Yeah. Okay, let's see. Um, wouldn't answer. So yeah. So Tony Khan wouldn't answer. who Saraya? Soraya? Soraya. Yeah, Soraya. Mm-hmm. Who her partner would be? January eleventh said we'll definitely know in January. Which. Well, I I I would kind of like, well, obviously
2: the matches in January, but the way it was asked, I did see the video of this. (laughs) The way it was asked was, can you let us know who she is? And he said, well, you know, I can't, it wouldn't be prudent for me to answer that question is what he said. Like it wouldn't be good judgment for me to answer that question right now. And they said, could you answer it in January? And he said, well, yes, in January I can answer it. Implying... Sort of like everyone was kind of winking and nodding at each other of like, you know, common knowledge is that Sasha Banks is available at the end of December 31st.
1: Let me tell you one thing I'm scared of here. I'm really scared of. What's up. Get a Christian situation here. Get away. A Christian situation. Oh, yeah. What if, what if January 11th, Saray is in the ring. Music hits her, her. Her tag team partner, a returning Chris Statlander. Under any other circumstance, Martinez. <laughs> oh my God! Under any other circumstance, yeah, it was like a returning Chris Statlander. The crowd goes yeah. wild. Yeah, it'd be amazed. But yeah. under this circumstance, yep. People it's Rey Mysterio
2: moved. entering his number thirty the year they wanted <laughs> Daniel
1: Bryan. Yeah, exactly, and that really—I hate to say it, Kevin—that kind of feels like a Tony Khan move, right? A little it bit, it does, and I hate it. I hate that it kind of does.
2: Yeah, but it, in the clip, they in the in that interview, they specifically asked that question in reference to the context of him having overpromised in the past. Mm, so they okay. brought it up to him. But you know, I'm glad. Tony's slippery. He's slippery in those interviews. You know.
1: Now I want to. I want to. Want to step back for a moment. Okay. Christian has been really good in AEW. He he's, he's been. He's been asking. really good. And, um, and I don't think, and I don't want to get any controversy going here. I don't think the only reason he's been good is because of the turtleneck, the big part, but not the only reason.
2: Evan, can you hear me? I can. You're kind of dropping out just a little bit. That's I don't not, know if you really are or if it's, uh,
1: me, yeah, because I said my thing and then there was just a lot of. I just silent, no, sold it. <laughs> he completely no sold all of it. Um, Christian's been great, so, is what I got. I said Christian's been great, and I don't think it's only because of the turtleneck. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Mainly. The, the turtleneck is a big part. He has contributed some himself, though. Yeah. Okay. So, Battle of the Belts, January 6th, yeah. after Rampage.
2: Yep. Yeah. 10 days' notice.
1: In day's notice, I don't give a single shit. No. But you're asking me here, what would make me care? Yep. I want a Jamie Hayter match. I'll watch okay. it. Look, like I'm going to watch it one way or the other. But I'll watch it live if there's a Jamie Hayter match. If there's not, I'll watch it right before we record. Okay. On, uh, on Sunday or Monday night. <laughs> At one and a half. What speed. about you? Like what do you what would you like to see on it? What what would you like to see that you're definitely not gonna get? Because we're I'm not getting what I want for sure.
0: Uh and if and like, I do get
1: if I do get a Jamie Hader match, it's gonna be her versus Verta Vixen or whatever. Right. That's right. what I'll get. Yeah.
2: Verta vixen. I uh I think, you know, I, I think Battle of the Belts should be well, a belt versus belt match would be fun. Like, let's unify some of these ROH titles. That'd be cool. Right. Um, you know, like an MJF versus uh, Claudio. Now, there's no way they're going to do that, but that would be, you know, that would catch my eye. Right. Um, You know, I had a theory that um, until ROH gets going, I was thinking they should make Battle of the Belts ROH specials because Absolutely. they wouldn't That'd do any right. worse. They wouldn't do any worse than the ratings. Um, and they could build to them and, you know, just make it an ROH, ROH battle of the belts and, um, and just do their periodic, uh, shows, maybe even like do them on the off months of when they do ROH shows, uh, have them set up things and just give them a little continuity there. Yeah. But, you know, I think it'd be cool even if they do the ring of honor, um, uh, show on honor club only it'd be a good way to get it on tv back on tv
1: it could be a situation where the regular shows are on honor club Mm -hmm. and that would almost be like a pay-per-view because it's on national television right on tnt tbs wherever um that's a really good idea i like that a lot and they could and it could just be not all the belts because i think they've got at least seven belts but yeah, like half the belts, one one show, the other half the 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 next show, something like that.
2: Yeah, and it's never gonna be like a Friday night at ten o'clock show or eleven o'clock Eastern is never gonna um, like catch a breakout audience, you know. So you may as well just make it a hardcore thing and you know have like a Daniel Garcia pure title match and you
1: yeah. know. No, that's that's a then you really still good got the idea. problem. I really like that. I mean, listen, give me a Battle of the Belts. It's just a Briscoe match. Yeah. Just, like they Give
2: should, me that. They like, should just rebrand it as Battle of the Briscoes. And then it's Battle just of the four times a year they have the Briscoes on. Yeah. And it's at 10 o'clock. It's after, you know, <laughs> all the kids have gone to bed.
1: Yeah. So you can you can re- have a real Briscoes match. Right. Um. In fact, it should just be Briscoes FTR four times yeah. a year. Yeah. Our match, everyone's an Iron Man, which means anything goes because it's Tony Khan. Okay, before we move on to the heat index, mm-hmm. we have any more news? Speaking, speaking? of heat. <laughs> yeah, speaking of heat.
2: Uh, Miro apparently is mad that people are talking about him because apparently uh, people have been reporting that he um, could have been back earlier than he has been. Uh, but didn't like some of the ideas he was given uh, creative. Well. And then uh, his wife, uh, formerly Lana C.J. Perry, was on a show, the Mike Win Windmacher Show, which I'm not really familiar with. Google Mike Windmacher while you're telling this story. Right, which is, uh, and the quote, money quote from it was, um, Rusev Day will never die, which is funny because I forgot about it. Yep. Uh, it's always going to be around. The kids are going to want to sing it. I'm sure it'll make a return at WWE at some point. Rusev, whenever he shows back in and whatever freaking name or gimmick or character at some point in WWE, it's going to be iconic. Let's be honest. We all know that everyone always returns back to WWE at some point.
1: Yeah. I feel like this is a, a Brian Cage's wife situation. Yeah. It yeah. really was not a good idea. Yeah. Okay. So Mike Winmacher has a. This show is a radio show, not a podcast. Okay. Might be a podcast as well. A 92.7 WMAY out of Springfield, Missouri. Okay. So, and he looks like a goof. (laughs) That is, of course, coming from a man who looks extremely like a goof as well. No
2: offense to Mike Winmacher. I'm sure he's listening. He's a fine journalist,
1: a great man, I'm sure. Um, he got some information that we didn't know about out of yeah. out of CJ. So uh, him. nice work. All right, I think this has been one of the best weeks in a while for AEW television. So I'm really excited. We're getting to the heat index. Kevin, take it away.
2: All right, I've got a uh, got a two heads of a coin here. Honorable and dishonorable mentions. Okay. The honorable mentions go to fake rappers on wrestling shows that's the honorable one yes and the dishonorable goes to real rappers on wrestling shows because on on one hand in the same segment on dynamite we had Sanjay dutt do a rap video that was fabulous (laughs) just fantastic said Uh,
1: there was some good nonsense this week
2: yeah that was some good nonsense and then immediately after, the biggest boss, Rick Ross, one of everyone's most popular celebrity guests from the year, came back. And <laughs> Now, if you told me that Rick Ross came back to Dynamite and dropped an F-bomb on live television and that the segment was lame, I would not have believed you. And yet it happened.
1: Yeah. See, okay. I'm going to give my opinion on that real quick. Okay. I thought Rick Ross was fine. I thought Keith Lee was fine. And I thought Swerve was fine. But the goofs <laughs> they imported for this situation kind of took the the wind out of the sails of this segment. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. For sure. Do you think that they were all pretty help. crappy
2: in this? I what? thought here's what I thought and like, when you, when you, when you say it like that was, was Swerve. Okay. Swerve was fine. Was Keith. Okay. Keith really didn't even do anything. No, he just, so he, so he was fine. Yeah. He Rick so he Ross, was fine. Yeah. Rick Ross. Oh, well, he didn't screw it. He didn't make anything worse. Yeah. No, no. He Rick didn't. Ross was fine in a vacuum. It's just that he was operating on a completely different universe that everyone
1: else was. yeah That's because, true. That's true.
2: And here's what I think happened. I think no one had any idea what was going to happen when like Tony, like Tony Shavani didn't know.
1: Cause they, that's they brought the up Rick Ross. Podcast is what yeah. happened when? Oh, <laughs> but, right. oh, yeah. So Tony, so it was Tony and Rick Ross. Right. And they like, like sent it to whatever was going to Tony's
2: like, well, I guess we're going to start with
1: Keith. I don't know. Is Keith yeah. coming out? Yeah. And then it was like, Oh, it felt like 30 seconds before any music hit anything. I know it was like three seconds, right? but it was not smooth transition. Yeah, and then Keith comes out
2: and then (laughs) Rick starts talking to try to introduce like I think he was supposed to I think maybe Rick was supposed to call him out. I don't know because then he handed the mic to Rick Ross and Rick Ross introduces the young legend Swerve and then Swerve comes out with no music Mm -hmm. and starts talking about Keith Lee's timeline or I'm not Operating on your timeline I'm gonna come out Yeah when I want to Is if you don't want me to come out even though everyone's asking You to come out when Keith and is then, just Standing and then there. before that Rick no r- control starts, Yeah Rick starts Talking and then he Stops and just looks Keith up And down <laughs> and just says You're a big uh, mother effer
1: You know what when you said He dropped an F bomb mm-hmm. I literally couldn't remember when it was yeah. because i don't even think i registered that as an f-bomb because it was it was such a <laughs> funny moment and i genuinely loved that moment yeah but it was maybe it was like one of only two moments right that i really liked from that which were that moment right and of course swerve stomping a, a cinder block yes. into keith lee's large belly
2: yes that was pretty which- awesome
1: at something i had not seen in pro wrestling
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it and it was a little not a major pop on my end like i didn't actually if you were watching me you might have assumed i was a dead but right. inside i smiled at that i like <laughs> but that's really about it
2: yeah and we'll see what happens because that that is like that's one of those i could hear that's one of those moments i can hear my inner jeff hawkins just complaining of like <laughs> He just smashed a cinder block Through this man's sternum And Like where's the uh, like Keith Lee's been Taken to the hospital You know where's the seriousness of like Oh my gosh he tried to murder him it's kind of like When Swerve went all Like uh, murder porn on um, Billy Gunn And was like breaking his fingers With pliers you know And Just sort of like haha the next week you know Yeah so we'll see how they handle it next week. You know, but the moment itself was pretty cool. Um I like I like swerve just being vicious and heel, but Parker Boudreaux and Grandon Getzman.
1: You made that up right nope. there. I can see it in your eyes. <laughs> no, you made it's that up. Not a now Dude you're situation. Oh my god.
2: <laughs> Dude
1: Busters? Is Trust that their Busters. name?
2: Dave and Busters. David, Busters. well they're the former you know they are the one of them is a former trust buster, so maybe Grant and Getsman is the dude, and they're the dude busters.
1: I did like them as a team in that their kind their tattoos kind of match up, like they're the simpler <laughs> style. Yeah, they're both uh-huh. covered in them. Right. But beyond that, I'm just like, man, what are they doing here? Yeah. What are they do? Like Parker Boudreaux was. What was his offense at the beginning of that? I'm trying to remember. Was it just big punches? He just kind of did like a big forearm and then, yeah. Yeah. The forearms looked good. His face while delivering these forearms. Oh, man. He was doing that. He was was doing that wrestling
2: school, like overselling, where he celebrates every strike.
1: It was kind of like he was performing for the guy in the back of, like, Tiger Stadium. Yeah, 100,000 people. Yeah. When no, yeah. you don't need to. There's no, not 100,000 people right here. No, right. No, you need to like sell this for, you know, three people, 3,000 people. That'll work. Yeah. And he right. was selling, trying to do it for 100,000. He ma- just looks so me, silly.
2: He made me think of like back when Tough Enough was on. Yeah. And like each week, and like this was the episode where like young Parker got a talking to by by visiting coach triple H of like, you've got to make the people believe it. You've got to show me some intensity. Yeah. You know, and then he just dials it up to 20 on the next time.
1: Oh man. I I I
2: don't know how to feel about
1: it. I do hope he gets good and he seems to be better than WWE thought he was because they released him like six months in four months in. Right. He seems better than that, you know, not to make fun of him too much. Like he's, he's okay as, as like a really green guy. There are much greener people in AEW. I truly believe, to this day. Good lord, this dog's hold on. Uh, <laughs> dogs licking my foot and it scared the living shit out of me, Kevin. Um. All right, so, <laughs> that, so right. you really enjoyed our you you really enjoyed the rap, huh? Oh, I loved it,
2: Sanjay. <laughs> I loved it. I absolutely. I watched it again tonight before the show just to make sure. And I did. And just a video of like Sanjay with the with the T-shirt and doing the <laughs> doing the acclaimed hand signs. And was, uh, was Jay great. lethal, like like, uh, you know, like stroking his beard.
1: And yeah, <laughs> Jay's got a good, good beard stroke, by the way. Um, yeah. All right. Mogul affiliates. Is yeah. that is that shirt? Because I feel like that that one might sell. It might. I don't know if that
2: shirt'll sell, but the name. I bet if they come up with it, the they name, need to get a real. Oh, I don't know if Swerve had anything to do with that design, but I think they need to let Swerve like run with wrestle a little bit.
1: instead. Yeah, yeah,
2: um, maybe that. <laughs> Hit row. This is not so far.
1: No, no, unfortunately yeah. not. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm interested to see if his little group is going to expand, or as the name says, they're just affiliates. You know, and that seems right. to be the big A.W. thing right now is yeah. guys who are just for hire whenever.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, They're just like loosely. Right. Yeah.
1: Exactly. All right. Let's see. So next, number five.
2: Number five. I, I'm uh, celebrating true heels this week because this week felt like uh, we got some actual heels doing heel things the way heels used to. Um, and so I'll That is a lump rare a, thing in AEW. Yeah. I'll lump a few people into this. So Ethan Page, Jeff Jarrett, Jay Lethal, and the Gun Club, and Chris Jericho even. Um just, you know, not trying to be cool, not trying to uh you know, wink wink at the at the fans or, you know, have people uh cheer them or, you know, that kind of thing, you know. Ethan was a little on the line because uh, Stokely had the funniest line of the week uh, this week, which almost lost all their heat just by. What was how that line? Was.
1: What was that line? Was when,
2: he, when he called uh, Brian Danielson a raggedy bitch twice.
1: I really just wanted to hear you say it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, Ethan is one. Ethan, by the way, is one of the best, one of the only pure heels in AEW right
2: now. Yeah, he just comes out and people just hate him, and he and he likes them yeah. hating him.
1: Because even but even like Chris yeah, Jericho is like melting people's faces, right? But everyone loves to sing sing along to his song. Yeah, that's he's true. Not yeah. he's not so much an asshole that people aren't singing along to to uh, Judas. Right. But in this
2: one, but this week, the
1: way that he sold.
2: So he sold for Ricky Starks's promo the way that Triple H used to sell for him, you know, the way that The Rock, or the, the, sorry, the way that he used to sell for The Rock, or, or, um, or the way that Stephanie would sell for him, you know, right? When he was in WWE. Like he would, he had this, you know, promo battle with Ricky Starks, and Ricky Starks calls him, uh, it says that you know the j and j s stands for jobber and the way that he reacted to that like i cannot believe you said that to me you know like oh Chris he wasn't trying to be like cooler than ricky bucks. starks yeah no. he was not trying to be cooler than ricky starks he was trying to be lame and uh, also you know, the, um, let him make fun of his abs and you know
1: yeah the, the um the line about he's dressed like a. A guy coming off his fifth divorce Single dad on his fifth divorce Single dad on his fifth divorce When he used to be
2: built like an air fryer
1: (laughs) Air fryers are getting a lot of play in pro wrestling these days (laughs) That's
2: true And I think this is
1: all due to the influence of Mel Gray
2: Yes, absolutely
1: 100%
2: Absolutely Yeah, calling for the Calling for the ban to the uh, Giant swing Because it's (laughs) a barbaric move Like, you know, the DDT in the 80s uh-huh. And throwing the fireball And then um, I didn't notice this But uh, I noticed that they pointed it out In the Observer this week Was, um, you know The Chris Jericho Action Andretti angle Last week is uh, Was an unintentional Like the, the tradition of that kind of match Um, One of the most famous ones Was that's how Ricky Steamboat became a star Was by beating Ric Flair out of nowhere I didn't and, know that I had no yeah. clue and not long after that, one of the things that Ric Flair did to this young upstart Ricky Steamboat who just beat him was rub his face into the concrete floor backstage. And that's what Jericho did to Andrade last week. So it was a kind of a fun little Ooh, I like or, that. you know,
1: callback to that. Rick so, Flair Ric Flair rubbed some of the greatest wrestlers of all time's faces into concrete. Yes, he did. Ricky Morton. Yep. Ricky Steen. A lot of the Rickies. A lot of uh, That's right. number he's rubbed By a way, lot of Rickies. <laughs> in the uh in the fight game media group on Facebook, yes. we had a poll for the top four the Mount Rick's. Rushmore of Rickies. Yeah. And I never saw who made it. Do you know, do you remember if Ricky Morton made it? Uh I believe it
2: was Ric Flair, mm-hmm. Rick Rude. Okay. Uh Rick Steamboat? Rick Steamboat and Ricky oh. Choshu. I don't think Ricky Morton
1: made the final four. Oh, you those sons of bitches. I see. <laughs> I see. Well. Sorry. Those people are dead to me. Yeah. Well, but the one thing, though. David Lovell did put Ricky in his top four. That yes. meant a lot.
2: Right. And we all had to acknowledge that the 80s was the golden age of Ricky's.
1: That's true. That's absolutely true. Also, I really thought of. Rick Steiner might have a shot. He did not. I think he was like five, maybe six. Not, like that's that. not bad. I'm glad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of great Rickies. So I, you've got more, more real heel talk to go, I believe. Oh yeah. Who else stood there? Oh, the gun
2: club. I hated CF tear lose, but I know that's the story right now. Yep. And I like that. They just beat him and they're wearing Bret Hart tights just to, yes, just to taunt them. Oh, you know, that's, that's the By kind the of way. stuff I like to see.
1: The look on FTR's face faces when they realized they lost was really great. Mm-hmm. Love that.
2: Yeah, there's there are three straight losses, so I kind of like the losing streak.
1: Ain't, Them and Chris well. Jericho. Well, Chris is only on two, right? Or is it three?
2: Uh, just the one. Oh yeah, two, two. Because he lost two. the title and then lost lost the, the title. to action. I Andretti. would be surprised if he lost to Ricky Starks.
1: And that's what I assume is going to happen. I really. That's my assumption. Because if he just beat, he's lost to Action Andretti, then he comes back and wipes right. the mat with Ricky Starr That would be the worst. T- yeah. That'd be the absolute dirt worst. Yeah. All right.
2: And uh, Jarrett. Just Jeff Jarrett is just, he's, he's been no, great. Yeah. He's been good. The music alone.
1: Ugh. <laughs> I am, I'm kind of surprised they let him come in with the theme song from his podcast. <laughs> like i i just was really surprised with that the music. logo is the logo of his podcast yeah all of it well that's a, a tony khan
2: thing you know he he loves yeah. that he loves the the references
1: yeah let's okay number four on the heat index where are we going next
2: i got uh mgf and brian danielson i think their program's heating up um mgf yeah. only made one appearance uh on the on tv this week but i was, really liked it it was a backstage promo after the match literally serious. after, serious yeah he
1: escaped and got the door locked yeah still the camera was heavy. there and, and yep. yeah exactly ready to go
2: and i like that great. i like when they do stuff like that and uh um, yeah. and plus he was serious like he was mad and and no no tongue-in-cheek no cuteness like just super angry and it made it made me feel like old school rick flair when they used to go back yeah. to the locker room and he'd be just super angry and you know going off so
1: and the anger was that it was it brian danison stealing his moment after his big victory over ricky starks
2: yeah yeah so i like that they're starting to they're doing this both with the Paige and moxie program it's like they're starting to fill out the issues between them where you where they're you're starting to understand why they do hate each other that much so they're doing a good job with that i don't know how i feel about brian continuing to talk about william regal but
1: yeah, um, you know it needs continuity. to it needs to move yeah. beyond that. Um, by the way, um, revolution is next, correct? In March, yes. In March, yeah. And I'm thinking, man, this is really early to be really setting off these matches, right? You know, like we've got three months, three months mm-hmm. before we're gonna get. I'm assuming Brian Danielson versus MJF before Moxley versus Adam Page. Are we going to get a few of these first on TV? That's what I'm well, wondering.
2: I mean, we've got Seattle on uh, January 4th. Oh,
1: you know what? Seattle January 4th and then January 11th. I mm-hmm. bet in LA. We're going to get these some of those matches on those two cards.
2: Maybe uh Mox and Mox and Hangman in LA. Mhm. And MJ
1: Brian uh, and and uh the 4th. Seattle possibly. Yeah. I bet I bet that's where it's going to go. Um, I would, <laughs> I heard, I would like to see me. both of those. Yeah, absolutely. And like, I don't want to wait three months for these. I'm ready for them to happen relatively soon in the next month. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Can Brian be as hot as he was in 2021? You asked that question here in the notes. Yeah. So I think he can, even though he's. I need them to write in that Brian Danielson really wants to be hot again. Because I don't think Brian cares. I really don't think he cares at all. If he's mm-hmm. hot, if he's mm-hmm. on top, no, no interest. He has no interest in the title. He has no interest in selling merch. Will mm-hmm. not wear one of his shirts. Yeah, on TV. Don't wear blackpool gear. Yeah, and um, and that's wild. So I'm hoping we get his his um enthusiasm written into the program here.
2: Yeah, <laughs> booked booked to booked to care.
1: Yes, exactly.
2: Yeah, all right. I think once he, I think once he, once that program gets going, I think he'll, he'll lock in on the fact what his role is to help MGF get over. So I think, I, I think, think so. he'll,
1: but I think he's very dedicated to that, to to yeah. doing what his program is meant to do.
2: Yeah.
1: Um. All right. Number three.
2: Number three. Ricky Starks. Ricky. Starks. Absolute Ricky Starks. All he did was a promo, but man, he felt like a big deal to me.
1: His promos are still high level. And mm-hmm. I know a lot of people are really worried about him going directly back to the mid card. Yeah. I don't feel like a match with, with Chris Jericho is back to the mid card. Yeah. It feels uh, top of the card to me. It's yeah. a really good sign. And especially the, if he wins. They
2: would, yeah. If they start the, start the show with him in a promo, I think that that shows that there's someone that they believe they can build around. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, in the continuing story of, um, uh, how interested is my daughter in AEW? She she made sure to tune in and watch Ricky Stark's promo. She pointed oh, wow. out that he has now transitioned from Louis Vuitton to Gucci this week.
1: I think that's a good movie. Feels yeah. more like a Gucci guy to me. Yeah, she was in full support of his shoes. So, what is your he, take on his his absolute like move with the hand <laughs> in the face? Like that feels too heelish to keep going. But a little. He's a fashionable guy. He's doing Louis Vuitton yeah. and Gucci. Right. If he's that guy. Maybe he doesn't stop and it's not a detriment.
2: I think it's something that he that's part of his character. It's part of what people like him. It's part of what got him there. I do think he needs to he He's had enough comparisons to the Rock like I mean just last yeah. week we were comparing him to the uh, human version of Black Adam when he said Yeah, Shazam,
1: yeah. which I still love. <laughs> it's a huge miss on the like yeah. man DC So
2: he's, the DCEU keeps dropping the ball. That's right. He's he's got a uh, he's got to watch out and not uh, become a rock cosplayer. Um, but I yeah. I think it works. I know it drives some people crazy but I I I think people it, it's what sets him apart from other baby faces is in that yeah. he's still got that slick uh character.
1: Yeah. Just for full transparency, Puppet Up's trying to wrap up the show twenty six minutes early. So <laughs> she is, she's she is like on doing one figure right eights around your legs, yeah. Oh my god, she's climbing up on me. She has an w- empty water bottle that she's threatening me with, threatening the show with <laughs> right under this right under my desk here. Give her some muffins. This, this is gonna be a real problem. Oh, I uh one of her birthday presents was um I go to this 24-hour pharmacy just because it's 24 hours. I know if I really need something at 3 a.m., I can go get it at 3 a.m. When I go, she rides with me. And this dog has the most expensive taste in treats, Kevin. Yeah. Unless it's like minimum $15 a bag, she wants no part of it. But she loves these treats they give her at the Walgreens drive 24 hour <laughs> drive through. And so Christmas Eve, I like, we went through the drive through and she got her uh-huh. one treat and she wanted uh-huh. more. And so I parked and left her in the car for a minute and went and got her the full bag oh. of these treats, which are yeah. more reasonably, more reasonably priced than her others. Mm-hmm. She's had 15 during this show. <laughs> I've, I've, like I've been trying to keep her quiet. She's had 15. It. It's uh fighting a losing battle here
2: well now they know now she knows the treat doesn't make her go away the treat makes
1: her come back (laughs) that's exactly right okay number two on the heat index and it cannot be puppet up
2: no it is not hangman page and
1: john moxley is my number two right now i loved it so much i loved as soon the dark order warned warned adam the beginning of the show yep don't interfere with don't interfere tonight and he's like what are you talking about they're like we know We know how much you like Battle Royals. We know how much you love Battle Royals. <laughs> <laughs> Which cracked me up. And so as soon as all the members of the Dark Order were eliminated from the the longest titled Battle Royal yes. I've ever seen in my damn life, right. I cannot even hope to remember the name of that Battle Royal. I, th- I think
2: I have it written down. Hold on. Okay, please. $300,000 Three Kings Trios Casino Battle Royal.
1: Don't try and tell me Vince Russo is not somewhere in that locker room. Don't even even try to tell me that. He is dressed as a janitor and, like, yeah. whispering this in people's ears while they're napping. I don't know. Right. That feels like a Vince Russo match right there. But as soon as the Dark Order is eliminated, Adam Cole makes the run in. I'm sorry, Adam Page makes the run in, and all hell breaks loose. As in that we've got tons of people trying to break up Adam and john while this match is still going around them it was phenomenal yeah
2: yeah it was fantastic and uh, they went from like i wasn't one of those well okay i should own the fact we both were like why is hangman met that mad at him he got knocked out in a yeah. match big deal yeah um lots of people defended that and i think i think they're right too yeah if you get knocked down in a match perfectly good reason to be mad at someone for for a fight you know but what they've kind done to say since then, yeah
1: yeah you could kind of say that moment that moment where he doesn't remember his son's name yeah. because of Moxley right and he won't he i would want not care or something like that right yeah and he doesn't
2: care and he's a jerk yeah. about it and yeah. And, it, and especially when you go back and put into context, the first thing that Mock said to him that set the whole thing off was when he said, maybe you don't remember. Uh, which, yeah. would if they had flip-flopped it, it would have been even better. But, but, um, yeah, totally into this feud. It's the, it's the, the then, match I the want to is, see the most right now.
1: And the thing is, when you really dig deep, you can go back and see a lot of things building up to this feud in the past, such as i believe it was a battle royal where they um yes paid eliminated
2: limited moxley to get his world title shot
1: yeah and when they ended up everybody was cheering moxley yeah until he yep. climbed up on the ladder to try and stop adam from grabbing yeah. with the the the, the, the giant ship yeah like everyone immediately started booing moxley and that's maybe the only time i've seen moxley booed yeah in two years yeah. And that was that was probably two years ago when that happened. And I think it was 2021.
2: Yeah, and I think Mox is um playing into that because I think he's decided to be the heel in this. Uh because he had that match with Darius Martin and he was just a dick to him. I mean like
1: Yes. Yeah. Was- yeah, he was. <laughs> he was an yeah,
2: asshole, man. Pretty much doing nothing but just causing pain and misery to the poor guy. And
1: uh, it also might be a, a little tribute to the recently deceased William Regal. Yes, probably. Yeah,
2: a little bit. That was a that was a little bit of the special of the old old William Regal squash matches. Um, I did like his promo. They both had great promos, but I love the Mox promo where he keeps telling him where he's going to be, which is Rampage. So please watch <laughs> Rampage, you yep. know. And. I liked when he was talking about like kind of making fun of people like us or like me who who were like mm-hmm. you know he shouldn't take that personally they got knocked out in a match by saying like yes of course I was trying to knock you out did you think I was trying to comb your hair <laughs> that's a like good lines that's a really so good yeah line. I'm into this and I and it's it's I when Moxley lost the title I was a little worried he was a little aimless and just needed a vacation and needed to take time off. And uh, now I'm thinking he needs to be talking about that, how all he wanted to do was go on vacation, but stupid Adam Page is making him show up to work every day and call him out, calling you out lo- again and again and again. I love that.
1: I love that idea. Yeah. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna give a little bit of a spoiler here. Okay. As in I'm not gonna say who your number one is, but I'm gonna say who it's not. Yeah. And I don't think he should have been number one. Okay. But I'm kind of surprised he didn't make it in at all. But oh, this it? was a stacked week. That's Claudio. I really, yes. really liked Claudio versus the Martin brothers. That was versus great. Top Flight. Yeah. I loved that so much.
2: It really um, was great. The the match itself was kind of okay. Like it was yeah. just one of those ones that was But But the build, useless.
1: once they got there, once they got to yeah. the end, is pretty
2: good. It was, it was great. fantastic. And uh I think I knew who won before I watched it. Okay. I think I was accidentally spoiled, but I even have... then, even then, every I thought it could have gone either way. Like there were t- when 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 Claudio like was going to suplex them both over the rope. Yeah, um, yeah. It was, I, I, it was the whole so time
1: well I thought Claudio is going to pull this off in the end. Yeah,
2: right. And it's going to be some amazing feat of strength, or he's going to giant swing yeah. them both at the same time, or you know.
1: But in the end, those two guys and their athleticism overcame his incredible strength and their teamwork. Yeah, yeah. It was, also, it was a
2: great. Yeah, great story.
1: I was I was really worried when Claudio came in that they were going to make him a mid Carter, mm-hmm. and he was br- very briefly a little bit of a mid Carter. Yeah, but they are putting him over as a real deal top of the card guy, and I love yeah. that because yeah. he should have been that his entire tenure in, in WWE.
2: Yes he's 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 being portrayed as he really is as a performer which is a like nearly supernaturally gifted human being like
1: something just, just hit me kevin yeah but and i don't want to i want to come back to your point about him being a supernaturally That's, gifted human being me. okay it just hit me yeah the sports entertainers are trying to get his big swing band yeah when he was in WWE, the sports entertainer company, they banned his big swing because it was getting over. Oh, they yeah. didn't want it to be over, so they banned it. <laughs> and there ha- that has those two things can't be totally disconnected. That has to be part of the gag with Chris yeah. Jericho, the sports entertainer, wanting to ban that move. Maybe. I like it's that. It's one of the most entertaining moves out there. It but is. But the thing is, and I love if that anybody else it. did it, yeah. Yeah. I love that. If anybody else had that move, I don't think it'd be as over. Yeah, it's the fact no. that he's so tall, it's so incredibly right. strong, and can yeah. do it for so long.
2: Yeah. Yep.
1: Okay. Number one on the my number
2: ones. No, my number number one. Final week really of twenty twenty two. Yes, ending the year as it should be. Yes. The queen of pro wrestling, Jamie Hader.
1: Her match was one of the best women's matches I've seen in AEW. She and yeah. Sheeta were so well matched. Yeah. They were so good together. I would watch that match every week.
2: I watched it again tonight right before I only watched a few things before we taped, but um I watched that again the whole thing even through the commercial break. And uh yeah, it was it was a match that finally felt like, "Oh, this is what AEW Women's Wrestling could be like." Yeah. And it and it with the with the post match and all that, and how over she was, and how over Sheeta was, it was like something that made, for the first time in a long, long time, that one match felt made the whole women's division
1: feel like something hot. Yeah, it really did. And I know you like. I think she should have a long reign. Yeah. You think she should have a long reign? Yes. I don't think she's going to have a long reign. But I'm I worried think- she won't. Yeah. I, I think when she loses, and of course, this is what they want me to think. So I could be mm-hmm. totally wrong. I feel like when she loses, it'll be Britt Brit making her lose. yeah, Britt interfering and causing her to lose so the Brick can get a title shot. Right. And I don't hate that. I really don't hate that because that sets up a lot of things in the future. But the like this was her first title reign. And we're already like, I want her to have it for eighteen months, right? Exactly, like off her first (laughs) title match. Yeah, Yeah, right. Yeah, Yeah. title match. Um, And she's so good, right? And the whole
2: time she, when she came back, she was like, right, she was the Batista to her Triple H. You know, like everyone thought, okay, the whole thing is she's Wardlow. Like it's just going to be that, and the whole thing is going to be about Brit. And having yeah. an, an opponent for Britt, and, and they're even not when making she it won all about Britt, right? And even when she won the title, we thought, oh, okay, immediately they're going to go to this, and they hinted at it at first, but right now they're not hinting at it at all. And I'm hoping no. what they see is that they have something special with Jamie, yes. and that they they could say, okay, this is something we can literally build around now. Now we have someone who can hold down the main event with incredible matches, with a yeah. lot of different opponents. While we have a Britt Baker who can have the personality driven feuds and while we have Jade, who can be the project for the future. Yeah. And they can actually build out a division and not just have like, who's the champion and who's going to be feuding with them. Now, if Mercedes or Sasha does come in, she's going to want to work with a Jamie hater because she's, she's into the stardom. I mean, she's, you know, if she's not in WWE right now, it's because she wants to wrestle and like wrestle, wrestle. And, and yeah, she'd probably have a great feud with Brit or Tony storm or whatever, mm-hmm. but like you give us uh, Mercedes Monet against Jamie hater at double or nothing. Yeah. Like I might be booking a trip to Las Vegas.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I really hope Jamie doesn't get sidelined. Yeah, And the one good thing is generally when they bring somebody in, they kind of, there's like a good six months before they get to where they want to be with them. Mm-hmm. And hopefully they just have some really good matches during that time period. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Also, I really wouldn't hate it if if Mercedes comes in or, you know, Sasha, I don't know what they're going to call her. I'm assuming yeah. Mercedes. Mercedes Martinez. Monet
2: is the name that she's trademarked.
1: Okay. Then Mercedes Martinez will probably lose her name, right? Right. Um, I would. <laughs> they can have a and match, they, and we
2: can chant for them like we did a uh, Trent. Yeah,
1: exactly. I I say this a lot, but I wouldn't hate it because they're both so good. I wouldn't hate it if they traded that title back and forth a few times. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I I you know kind of like Dusty and 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 Rick used to, but mm-hmm. I mean have it go back. I mean. I don't mind quick title changes as long as they're going back and forth between two top people, Mm -hmm. you know, not, not a third party or somebody who's just going to have it like a, like a Tommy rich title reign or a Ronnie Garvin title reign.
2: Um, a little bit like Sammy and Cody did last year, this time last year, like just trading the title back and forth for a little bit. It got a little confusing then, but
1: yeah, I wouldn't hate it with the women. Um, my God, I want a Trent match between Mercedes's, the Mercedes's Mercedes is the Mercedes Martinez or Mercedes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. And poor Mercedes Martinez, because, you know, she doesn't have a shot at that. Yeah. Yeah. Just just like Trent seven never had a shot against the five star wrestler. That's right. Whose so last name I completely forgot. Does Trent, Trent have a five
2: star um, match? Trent Trent seven might oh, have. A absolutely.
1: Match.
2: Well, I, think oh, both I don't Trents know. If he might
1: knows. have one. Okay, I need to find that. We'll now. do that. We'll research that. Yeah, we'll have to see who's the highest star, Trent. Yeah. redder or seven? Yep. That's a... I loved... I really love this match. It's one of my yep. favorite matches probably of the year. What if I really look back at it? It was so damn good. And I just want to talk real quick about the fact that uh, we had this match. We had the ridiculous battle royal that had the great last five minutes. We had a, the whole Ricky Starks thing with Jericho. We had a mm-hmm. lot of good stuff this week. Trying to think, what were some of the other matches that I really, really liked? Let me go take a look. Yeah, the FTR Gun Club match was really good. That was a really good one. Um, I love the Ruby, the Ruby um, Soho Willow interview. Ruby <laughs> did didn't want a fist yeah. bumper. And just yeah. Willow marking out after she gets fist bumped. I Willow like that is,
2: a lot. She is so excited about, yeah, about it.
1: <laughs> and that's they why I love match Willow.
2: A, yeah, they had a match on Elevation uh, as a team, and the dynamic carried over into the match, where Willow is just so
1: excited about uh, teaming with Ruby Soho. Oh, that's great. That's so great. I love that. I'm tr- Oh, um. let's see. I love, I marked out for Hook coming out. I just, I love Hook so much. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, there was another match, though, and I can't remember what it was, and maybe it just exists in my head. I well, thought it was, was a on there was an Death Triangle versus
2: Elite match that... Um, oh,
1: yeah, that we didn't which even to mention. Me, right. And that,
2: to me, speaks to the state of the trios division right now, is that you've got the Death Triangle versus the Elite in a no disqualification, crazy balls-out match. And we had to remind ourselves that it happened because we're so desensitized to it now.
1: Yeah, it's almost like, it's almost like this Best of Sevens done exactly what we said it would do from yeah. b- the beginning. Yeah, and that's you don't really care anymore. Right. You see it every week. Okay, we had no DQ. We knew we were going to get the barbed wire um, mm-hmm. room. Um, there was less blood than I expected, but there was blood. Mm-hmm. Um, Christmas trees yeah also at this point when every single match that that death triangle has won was won with a hammer mm-hmm. you got to start firing referees you got to start right. removing <laughs> these men from the equation right my God they yeah. couldn't if they had a story they couldn't do a storyline better where the referees have been paid off to not see things yeah. Oh my God.
2: The, the thing that also bothers me about this, and this is a little bit of another, another, uh, shout out to our, our podcast brethren and, uh, Jeff Hawkins. He's the old schoolist of the old school with us. And mm-hmm. I, I can hear him probably literally because I probably listened to him <laughs> talk about it the other night, but that I'll so, okay. So if you're going to do a best of the seven, right, they have to escalate in some way mm-hmm. and you can't just do the same level of match. You know, over you tell different stories, right? So they're adding no DQ. They're going to do false kind anywhere. They're going to have a ladder match when it gets to seven. That's all fine. I don't mind like new steps, new stakes, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. What did bother me was you had the elite coming back. Apparently the, what they care most about right now is this trio's title and they're one match away from elimination. This should be fighting for your life. This should be. Yeah. Like, the the reason this is escalating is because we are we, we keep losing to hammers, therefore we're going to, you know, out-cheat you, we're going to out-violence you, we're going to out-wrestle you. Like, it should get higher and higher in intensity. But instead, mm. they've got Brandon Cutler out there dressed like an elf, they've got Christmas <laughs> trees, and it becomes a Miracle on 34th Street match, and, you know, it becomes like a WWE-style comedy thing, and they're out there having fun and all this stuff. And it like that's part of what takes me out of it, and that's part of why I haven't put them on the heat index. Even though in a vacuum, every match has been entertaining. Yeah, and that match was entertaining. It was fun. It was funny. Um, you know, when uh, a couple of weeks ago when I saw it in person, it was really fun and entertaining and super spectacular to watch in person. But um, it just it's starting to just sort of lose its steam as it goes because part of it is not just us as fans getting desensitized but i think they're desensitized to their own match
1: yeah absolutely you know i i really thought we would get a thing in this match where we'd have nakazawa and don and and cutler and everybody jump in with weapons right where it would just be like six men right like the Anarchy arena
2: type thing yeah it's just yeah yeah
1: um, and it would just be like they would win on sheer numbers, right? But we but didn't we, get what, in, and we didn't get a long match either.
2: Yeah, we should be getting Eddie Kingston coming out with a gas can, and instead we're getting Brandon Cutler coming in with a Christmas tree.
1: Yeah, exactly. And it wasn't even a barbed wire Christmas tree. Like, come on, right? <laughs> it's just a oh. Christmas by the way, by the way, the acclaim I, I uh, the acclaimed rap I thought was really good this week. They were, they were going to send... I remember it them. being
2: good. I can't remember any of the references.
1: They were going to... I don't remember the rhymes, but they were going to send Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal back to the Impact Zone. Yeah. I remember that one. <laughs> um,
2: I think they said something they were going to break them, like the power grid, like
1: the Texas yeah, power like grid. Yeah, the Texas power grid. Absolutely. And um, they had titles like, like Greg Popovich. Um, I, it was really good. Yeah. And, I, and I was worried we weren't going to get it cuz he wasn't cleared like he wasn't going to be allowed to come out. As soon as I saw him coming out I was like, "Oh, this is this is probably going to yeah. be a good one." Yeah. So, I really like that. Um that was a good match. The uh-huh. you have got the elite match was a good match. The um Jamie Hader match was 10 out of 10. I'm yep. going to be interested to see if, what kind of stars it gets. Um What do you
2: think of uh, Young Action Andretti's promo skills?
1: Better than I thought. He's kind
2: of, just, he's good, he's good in that, that, how uh, do I put it, he's good I expected, in that, like, um, unironic, goofy baby face.
1: Yeah. I expected a one or a two out of ten. Yeah. And I think he was a solid, like, four or five, maybe. Four or five, five. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. For a young guy, Um, you know what I thought? I looked at him, I thought better than brian pillman you know because i think like this is a situation where you think they would put like a brian pillman after all this time yeah unfortunately he just never got better brian never got better and that's a real shame and hopefully since he was talking about training with um with regal maybe he has gotten better and we'll see it but i'm guessing no unfortunately um a lot of good matches a lot of good promos a lot of ridiculous stuff Smojo um, had a fun
2: just, Christmas greetings.
1: Yes, he did. Greetings he really and salutations. <laughs> also, we had um we had the 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 House of Black really getting into Ortiz's head where he think he thinks Santana's going to turn Ortiz is going to turn on him.
2: Yeah, I don't know how um, to go about that. I I don't I don't want mind game shenanigans. I want done, him, I want I want spitting
1: mist and beating heads in. That's exactly right. What was that old, what was that old, uh, reminds me of Chris Farley back in the, back in the day in some skit. He talked about, um, these old boys just a snorting and a fussing. And, uh, <laughs> I love, I like your spit and mist and busting heads yeah. to me. That's the same thing. And I love it. No, I, I really, the only way I'll be okay with it even a little bit is if, is if Ortiz is about to turn on, on him like if it's all just getting Eddie to turn on Ortiz I'm 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 over all that I don't I'm not interested yeah. in it at all um we found the sweet spot though as we've already said for our former cheerleader she has been she's great Congrats. just standing looking dark mm-hmm. and pointing
2: she's great she had at a it. match on uh, elevation this week
1: oh how was that
2: it was all right i mean she's okay. fine she's vicious it was short like she it it was kind of the the cheerleader version of of the House of Black beatdown, where she just beats <laughs> someone down. But she's got great presence now, and okay, Brody accompanies her to the ring
1: now, and cool ring gear. Like, okay, very cool. I need yeah. to check this out asap. That sounds like a that sounds like something that probably should have been on Dynamite.
2: Yeah, that actually, I actually literally had that thought that it should have been on Dynamite. I think people would respond well to her. I think she's really getting over.
1: Yeah. By the way. I don't know if it's just the lighting, but Buddy Matthews looks like he's got 80 inch pythons right now. It looks like he, <laughs> he has might. just been drinking steroids and it very well might just be the lighting, but they, his yeah. arms look massive. Kevin.
2: Yeah, they're huge. He does. He does. He's been saying Oops. a lot of prayers.
1: Yeah, he has taken his vitamins, saying his yeah. prayers that does absolute wonders for people. Um, let's see, was there anybody else in the Battle Royal that you thought was particularly good? Uh, um,
2: oh, I did. Well, I did not like this, that, um, after all the buildup to, uh, Preston Vance Preston. turning that his in-ring debut as Preston Vance. Vance was just in a Battle Royal where he did nothing. Yeah. That, he that did was nothing. kind of name.
1: Yeah. Um... He had like one moment I liked, but I can't even remember who he was, who he's going toe to toe with. I can't even remember. Yeah. Um, I said, I think the butcher may have died when he got, uh, <laughs> oh. when he got eliminated. I haven't heard anything from that. So maybe they're Yeah, they're waiting to like notify mm-hmm. the family. Maybe. Um, let's see. The Spanish announce t- project. That was a surprise. That was a major surprise. Yeah. <laughs> This that is total oh like that is
2: that is a unique Tony Khan creation in that he assumes that everyone knows everything about his promotion. Yeah. And knows I that had, all of his English speaking viewers know that Angelico, Helico, uh Serpentico and uh Luther all do Spanish announcing.
1: I swear this is new because previously their Spanish announce booth was Dasha. Yeah, it was a Dasha Alex. and Alex. Yeah, and there was one other person there who I didn't know. And now just all of a sudden it's these three people. Right. I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't know that what might the be chicken a word. what's the egg there. Yeah. Uh, though I'm really glad you brought that up. Yeah. That was worth mentioning. <laughs> okay. have
2: just moved up a notch.
1: Oh, my God. But yeah. The pecking order. I really, like, they've got great trios. I would love to see them actually wrestle. Um, mm. But unfortunately, we're not going to be done with this uh this um, you know, this Young Bucks thing for another few months. I'm guessing until yeah. we get to yeah. match seven. This was a really good week in AW. It's really fun podcast. Yeah, Do hope everybody staying warm. Hope everybody had a great Christmas. Anything you want to say before we head out? Happy New Year! Happy New Year, everybody! From me, from Kevin Ely from everybody here at Fight Game Media. Have a great week, and we hope to see you back again here next Tuesday. Have a good one, everybody.